Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we are studying the Bible. Today is episode 196. We're starting the book of Acts. Now you have to excuse me because I know the the word act has that C and T pronunciation, act. And so when you act, the plural acts is supposed to be A-C-T-S, so it's an act. And those all run together. So as I say it, it's going to come out a lot of times like AX, A-X, or A-X-E. So excuse me in advance as I butcher the word AX. I'll try and say it correctly. We begin this study now. AX, it's, um, well, it's a continuation following the Gospels. The book of AX is written by Luke. It's, um, he doesn't identify himself as Luke, but it's almost universal agreement that he wrote the book of Acts. He also wrote the Gospel of Luke. Luke and Acts originally were known as the History of Christian Origins, and it was a two-volume work that was circulated. It's not sure when he, he actually wrote it. It's assumed probably in maybe the mid to late 60s to maybe even to the 70s. Some would make it a whole lot later because they say Luke didn't actually write it. But for those who believe he did, and, and I do, it's, it's probably the 60s and 70s when he wrote it. So it, it was this original thing of volume one and volume two, history of Christian origins. But by the early second century, now remember the second century begins in the year 100, so in the early 100s, the four Gospels began to become their own thing and were circulated together. And they were actually called the fourfold Gospel, sometimes even just the Gospel. And about the same time, there, the early 100s, early in the second century, Paul's letters are starting to be circulated. And so you have the fourfold Gospel and the Apostle is what. Paul's letters uh, together were called. In the mid-100s, about the year 144, a man named Marcion started developing his own view of the Bible. And so you had this Marcion canon. And the canon is just the agreed collection of the scripture. But he made his own and highly edited. He rejected the Old Testament altogether. And it was soundly rejected by all the Christian leaders. And what it brought about then was general agreement amongst Christian leaders as to what the collection of books is that comprises of the New Testament. So we actually have a, a, an ancient uh, piece that was called the uh, Meritorian Fragment, also known as the Meritorian Canon, which lists 22 of the current 27 books that we understand to be the New Testament. So by the year 170 or 180, there was general agreement pretty much on what the New Testament was comprised of. And that's where the book of Acts then, which was separated from the Luke's gospel, but provided that important piece between, between the gospels and between Paul's letters. And so here you have the Acts of the Apostles. So let's begin our study of this book. And today we're going to read verses... 1 through 3 of chapter 1. So follow with me, Acts 1, verses 1 through 3. 
I wrote the first narrative, Theophilus, about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up after he had given instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After he had suffered, he also presented himself alive to them by many convincing proofs, appearing to them over a period of 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. Well, he begins here in verse 1, I wrote the first narrative, Theophilus. So the first narrative is the Gospel of Luke. And if you look at the very beginning of the Gospel of Luke, first few verses of, of Luke chapter 1, he says, Inasmuch as many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the things that have been accomplished among us, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word have delivered them to us, it seemed good to me also, having followed all things closely for some time past, to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, that you may have certainty concerning the things you have been taught. So here he addresses the Gospel of Luke to Most Excellent Theophilus. So Most Excellent is just a, a, a way of being respectful. And there's all kinds of conjecture about who this Theophilus is. Is it somebody's actual name? It could be. You know, the, actual, the word means dear to God. And it could actually be somebody's name. Or it could be a pseudonym of uh, used to address somebody who he doesn't want to actually name. It could be some government official. It could be some high-level person that he is uh, trying to convince to become a Christian. It's hard to say. All we know is he addresses it to Theophilus. Luke is addressed to most excellent Theophilus, whereas the book of Acts is just addressed to Theophilus. And there's all kinds of conjecture about that, the why the change. Well, it's not that weird in that Josephus, a Jewish historian, he dedicated uh, some of his early works, like his Jewish antiquities and his, his autobiography and uh, his two volumes against Appian, to somebody named Epaphroditus. And at the beginning of the first volume, he says, he addresses him as Epaphroditus, most excellent of men. And then in a later, he just says, my most honored Epaphroditus. So, it, you know, it's just the way people wrote back then. So it wouldn't make much of the, the difference between most excellent Theophilus and, and Theophilus. But it's obviously written by the same person to the same person. And it's, we understand it's written by Luke to somebody, either named Theophilus or that's just the, the name he's chosen to call him. So he, in verse 1 says, I wrote that first narrative about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up. So that is the gospel. So the, the gospel ends with Jesus' charge to his apostles after he has risen from the dead. The actual ascension of Jesus we see in, in chapter 1 here in the book of Acts. And so he says he had given instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. And that's the end of the, the gospel. And, and then verse 3, after he had suffered, that is, after he had died and risen from the dead, he presented himself alive to them by many convincing proof, appearing to them over a period of about 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. Now this is where he's picking it up here in, in chapter 1 of Acts, and that uh, it was a Passover when Jesus died and rose from the dead, 
and then we will have Pentecost in chapter 2 of Acts and it was a few days before that that Jesus ascended to heaven so Pentecost is 50 days after Passover so for this period of 40 days after Jesus rose from the dead he presented himself to the apostles well this is the beginning is uh, just the introduction sometimes called the prologue of the the opening words that Luke gives for this book of describing the, the narrative after the death and resurrection of Jesus it's often called the Acts of the Apostles because that's what it's about it's the story didn't end when Jesus died it didn't end when Jesus rose from the dead it didn't end when Jesus ascended to heaven the story continues through the church as led by the apostles so that's why we call the book the Acts of the Apostles so join me next time as we get into the actual narrative of the beginning of the early church thanks for joining me join me then